used to. Because again, I mean, your whole life, you've only had to worry about yourself. You only had to take care of yourself. Now you literally have a human that needs you to take care of. And like sometimes you gotta put what you wanna do on the back burner. It's Dad's Night. Welcome back to another episode of Dad's Night Presents Time Out with Omar and Samer. Here with me again is my co-host Omar, and we're excited to bring you another guest who is a dear friend of mine and has many names, but we will just call him Andrew for now. Before we get into it, how are you feeling tonight, Omar? It's Dad's Night. I'm so happy to see our next guest again, Andrew. I've gotten the chance to hang out with Andrew uh, a couple times, most recently at your uh, engagement party, Samer. Uh, so, you know, on a personal level, I know, you know, a little bit about Andrew. Uh, I know that his favorite drink is an Applebee's Mega Long Island iced tea, but I'm excited to hear a little bit more about, um, you know, him uh, as a father and, uh, you know, excited to see Andrew again. So good to see you, buddy. Great to see you guys. Hell yeah, man. Andrew, thanks for joining us. Uh, How are you feeling tonight? Uh, Like a million bucks. (laughs) There it is. He's a man of money. Uh, Man of money. So I've, uh, I've known Andrew since like 1998 and um, really when I first met him, we actually didn't get along that well um, because basically- You literally dropped like 40 points on our team, dude, and we <laughs> never lost. Yeah. I came to the neighborhood as this little Arabian uh, that just could ball and just dominate his CAA basketball team. So Literally wearing a polo, quarter, quarter button- and like snap off pants or something, pulling up from half court. Like we were like, "What is going yeah, on?" Yeah, I've seen I've seen that picture of Sam with the polo shirt. With the <laughs> Thank you for verifying that. He yes, looks, he looks like a little brown Grant Hill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I was the best. I was the best ball player in <laughs> the whole, that whole city. That whole it was, city. It wasn't even close. <laughs> but um, now nah, it's it's been. You know, I've known this guy for over 20 years at this point, and it's been great to see him grow. We've been through a lot of wild ass scenarios, which we won't talk about today. Just, um, <laughs> just know that we've had our fun. And recently, Andrew had a daughter um, less than a year ago, and um, just seeing the father that he's become and evolving into even more, um, it's honestly just been great just to see someone that I'm so close with. Uh, do that. So really proud of my boy, Andrew. Um, and again, thanks for joining the show, man. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. All right, cool. Um, so Drew, be- before, uh, before we get into it, kind of like, what were you doing before this? Like you, are we talking minutes before this? Or are we talking? Nah, like before you got on a dad's night. <sighs> oh man, nothing can compare to a dad's night. I mean, Literally what a dad does on a daily basis, uh, fed the girl, gave her a bath, read her a story, put her down, and then sat and twiddled my thumbs till I got on the show. Wait, he was excited, man. He was hyped. I was, I was that excited. I was staring <laughs> I think, at, I was staring yeah, at the paint dry. Yeah, no, I think when you turned the camera on over there, I saw you were doing some pull-ups. You were getting, you were getting ready, man. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, so so uh, Andrew, tell us a little bit uh, a little bit about yourself. I know you grew up with um, with Samer, uh, but 
you know, tell us a little bit more. How old are you? Where are you from? Uh, how many kids do you have? What's your profession? Whatever else you want to tell us. All right. Uh, I mean, 30 years old, born and raised in, in the first state, the great state. Uh, <laughs> we'll never leave the great state. <laughs> um, I'm actually living up in Claymont, Delaware now. Uh, it's where my wife was born and raised. So when I started student teaching, moved up here with her. Um, and really it's all, I don't want to say downhill. That sounds kind of bad, but it's just been rolling since that. And we just stayed up here. <laughs> and that's all she wrote. And that's all she wrote. That's what that, said. <laughs> that is, that is all she wrote. Um, so like I said, we just stayed up in the area. Uh, my, for, I mean, for my profession, I'm a teacher, Warner Elementary School. I do fifth grade math up there. Um, I mean, really, I don't, I don't have too much more of a very interesting life. I might always sound like I do, but I go to work. I come I bet, home. I bet you maybe to bed. I, I bet you've got some crazy teacher stories. I'm sure you could. Uh, you guys, you wouldn't even believe what yeah. comes out of my mouth. <laughs> I've, I've, I, 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 it's kind of like those two professions, teachers and nurses, I feel like and doctors have no shortage of like wild ass stories yeah like literally you guys you wouldn't even believe me i mean especially when you go you know when you go to the elementary school that samra and i went to growing up like you're talking middle class um middle class civilians going to a regular public suburban school i mean you don't see any of what I experience on a daily basis, you know what I mean? But like also growing up, we didn't go through the trauma and the lives that the kids that I teach do. And I mean, I know I haven't touched on it, but that Warner is a school in the inner city of Wilmington. And I mean, Wilmington over the past decade or two has not been, or hasn't gotten the greatest rap, I should say, um, mm -hmm. crime wise. So again, I mean, these kids go through so much trauma. It's understandable why they do what they do, but let me tell you, my first year, I was like, this is, this is another world. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, especially from what we grew up in, like, if you talk back to the teacher, we were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> somebody's getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, Dude, so that's, it's, it's definitely different. Yeah, I remember Andrew sending me a video of uh, kids playing <laughs> quarters. I'm like, yo, what, what are they doing? He's like, they're playing quarters. I was like, what oh they i was were like in your in your, or no shooting craps shooting shooting yeah they're shooting craps i mean the one the one man's form was nice he had the and i was like dude that's got to be a seven <laughs> that's got to be a seven dude that that's awesome man i i always enjoy the stories um and it's it's you touched on a, something that i think we'll touch on in a little bit but like that different lifestyle for those kids uh, you know, things that we haven't ever been exposed to is always something interesting to hear. Like on the other side of the things, they they still are kids. Like I remember you also shared a note with me that you confiscated <laughs> from them. Like kids are going to be kids, and so yeah. I mean, um, let's let let's not act like we weren't writing notes like that. Oh yeah, hell yeah. We we we're definitely not going to repeat it on here, but um, yeah, no, I, we're I not going to do that. I still have it. I still have it. And I'm, <laughs> Maybe we'll share it in a future episode. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, man. But uh, yeah, I'm going to need to know what that 
set later. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. share it with you. I'll share it with make, you. Make sure you use the, the, the terrible grammar, too. Use the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Samra still can't spell, so it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's get into the questions <laughs> because you guys are absolutely ridiculous. Um, Andrew, you touched on, um, you know, being a teacher, but before we jump into that, I did want to ask, you know, how does it feel that you're never going to be as good looking as your own dad? Because he is a dilf, so just wanted to start that there. Um, I mean, literally, <laughs> I hear this every day from my wife <laughs> about how she married me, really for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as if it as if it weren't bad enough that I didn't live up to the expectations to be the athlete that he was. Now I got my own wife telling me she married me for my dad. So. <laughs> You just learn to go with it. Yeah, you're just, you're just going with the flow over there. Well, uh, we yeah. definitely wanted to start there, uh, not to bring you down or anything, but uh, just to <laughs> point out. I'm already down. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's get into it. So, uh, Andrew, again, you're, you're a teacher. Um, this has been a pretty crazy year for pretty much everyone, but uh, Jules was, uh, was born in June of last year. Um, and so you had the summer off as a teacher, but cool thing that most people don't know about teachers is that paternity and maternity leave actually didn't start for you and your wife until school started. Um, so you guys had a couple months off for school and then you kind of got back into school, but you went around November, December, and then this whole COVID thing happened. Um, so you've been at home with your child for quite some bit. Um, so first kind of how are how have you guys adjusted this first year being home a lot more um, than you were originally anticipating? I, it, it's it's kind of crazy, man. Let me go back a little bit to, to what you touched on um, and the whole maternity paternity leave. And it's funny because last year in Delaware, you weren't guaranteed maternity paternity leave for state employees. They literally passed that bill, they passed that law in April of 2019. And mm. I mean, she's born June 14th. So of course we get it. And then like on top of getting the summer off, I mean, we're technically not employees until the school year starts. So then that is when that 12 weeks started. So I mean, we literally had the whole summer and then we had all the way till November. I had all the way till November. She had another week or two um, for her thing. But I will say one thing, you definitely don't appreciate breaks. <laughs> when, you, when you're off the whole time <laughs> you know when you finally go back to work it's like oh we got a day off this is amazing it's yeah. like when when you're living off seven days a week it's like oh it's just another day mm -hmm. um but I mean it's it's been great how many people do you know that can say they literally spent the first five months six months of their child's life with them dude it's crazy we were actually just talking about that um, too, when we were um, sort of, you know, like getting ready to, to talk to you, we were like, that's, that's to that is very different. That's very unique. Where both parents are home, usually at least one parent. And uh, like, correct me if I sound ignorant here, guys, but like, usually the mom is staying home for those first however many months because she gets maternity leave. Unless, and unless you're a state employee, a guy never stays home. I yeah. mean, uh, I mean, a good friend of Samra and I, um, 
his name is CJ. He literally had a baby two months after me, but he, I don't even know if they gave him any type of leave. I mean, he literally had off, I think he said two weeks and he was back to work. And I'm like, my dude, that, <laughs> like, that's just, it's, it's absurd. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even have pictured that. I mean, especially in the first two, three months of her living, I mean, you're talking to babies waking up every two to three hours to eat. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine trying to go to work <laughs> after hearing your child wake you up two or three times throughout the night? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah, that's crazy, man. That that's so that's cool that you got to got to be there for that. Didn't lessen the burden uh, on both of you because you were both able to kind of like do that together. Yeah, a hundred and ten percent. I mean, not to sound ignorant myself, but I just feel like the mom more times than not always takes more of the responsibility too. You know what I mean? Like I like if you think about it, it's that woman literally created that baby inside of her cooked her inside of her stomach for nine months and then the baby came out of her so like yeah I mean the baby is very special to dad but I mean imagine what that's like to carry that thing and care for it I mean you're you're that child's protector for nine months Mm -hmm. so I mean it's like as a woman it's just second nature oh child shit here let me change the diaper oh the baby needs a bottle I'm gonna get up like like she would she was great about getting up throughout the night (laughs) I'd be like, hey, I'll help. I'll help a couple nights throughout the week. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> she'd literally have to punch me to wake me up. Like, oh. <laughs> like her, she literally just wakes up like, boom. And, you know, it's like holding the baby and taking care of the baby. It's just, it's a crazy bond between the mother and baby. Um, But yeah, I mean, but to touch on your point, like you're saying, it's, yeah, I mean, you have two people <laughs> taking care of a child instead of literally one person taking care of that child all day long. Yeah, to, to quote Samer from episode one of Dad's Night, uh, Time Out, I literally cannot have a child. <laughs> and I know it sounds stupid, but I thought it was so perfect that he mentioned that in the very first episode that, like, we don't know. Like, we can sit here and talk shit, but, like, we really don't know and will not know. Honestly, I didn't even think Sam was ever going to get married. So, like, baby steps, <laughs> small victories here. One one day at a time. One, one day at a time. Let's 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 let him get through the wedding first, then we'll talk about him having a kid. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to be a great dad. All right. You're going to be an amazing dad. You're, uh, I mean, honestly, he's an amazing uncle. This dude literally lives no closer than two and a half hours away, and he's already been over to visit our daughter two or three times. Like, like, I have family members who have yet <laughs> to like visit. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. So nah, he's Samer's a great dude. And he, he's a great uncle, and he loves her, man. Appreciate that, man. I'll give you that twenty bucks later after saying those nice words. Over All right, me. I got you, man. <laughs> Send it to my Venmo. <laughs> I got you. Um, no, that's and that's uh, you touched on a few points there, Drew. You touched on like that bond between mothers and their child, and really the sense of responsibility um, that, you know, parents have. And so you being home, like, have you been able to experience or really, like, what is a really good experience that you thought you would never have that you've been able to see since you've been home so often over the past year? I mean, dude, I've literally been with her all but, well, I shouldn't even say that. I should say, all but four months, four calendar months throughout the year, 
is literally we've waken up and we've taken care of the baby. Mm. I mean, I literally went to work in November. We told her not going back to school on March 13th, you know, after that Friday. So, I mean, again, like I've got to see everything. And like, that's, that's really special. I mean, if, if you think about it, not a lot of people can say mm. they got to see that. Now we got to see her, you know, say her first word. We got to see her, you know, grow her first teeth. I mean, we got to see her start crawling. I mean, I don't think there's a milestone that she's reached that we haven't seen, mm. you know, while we've been with her. Of course, in the four months that I was at work, yeah, there'd be things she would learn in daycare, you know, while we're at school. And then, you know, we pick up on it when we get home. But like I said, other than that, out of the 10 months, close to 11 months, she's been living all but four We've literally woken up, take care of her all day, and then put her to bed. Mm. What was her first word? <laughs> Come on, man. Dada. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Whoever said there was such no such thing as a bad question, never met Sammer. <laughs> all right, yeah, we're just getting started, man. I like it. <laughs> um no, that and that's that's uh, that's awesome to hear too because like, you know, obviously we can see your face and I can see the joy that you actually have when talking about that, right? Like experiencing her first words because a lot of parents don't have that essentially privilege in America to be able to experience those things, and so just hearing it again, like as your friend, it's like this is this is pretty awesome that my you know, my boy gets to experience this with his daughter when, for example, like you brought up CJ, he probably is missing a lot of these, unfortunately. And so yeah. just having that kind of gratitude towards these milestones where some people may not be able to really experience that, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and you touched on something that is a subject for another day, but like, why is America one of the only countries that doesn't grant like maternity and paternity leave. I mean, there's countries that give women a whole year off. Like as America, the strongest economy out there, how how do we not grant people, you know, a couple weeks? I'm not talking a year. Like, you know, the state of Delaware just passed it that women get 12 weeks paid, women and men both get 12 weeks paid. <laughs> this is 2019 It's passed. Why has that not been in effect for longer? Like, it's, it's, it's so unfair. And again, I mean, we're very lucky to, I mean, have seen her grow. I mean, when we, when we go to have another, if we have another, um, like, it's, I think our expectations might be too high. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, because, you know, we got to see everything. And I mean, we have to get used to the reality that that's not going to happen all the time. Mm. Yeah, I, t I, I totally agree, man. There needs to be some serious, like, reevaluation of, how some of these things are approached by companies, by the government, you know, by different corporations. Uh, it's definitely not enough time from what I've heard, uh, for sure. And just, I mean, even from the outside looking in, dude, like both parents should have that opportunity right off the bat, like you were saying. Uh, yeah, like why, why isn't healthcare free? Like that makes zero sense. Why isn't healthcare free? I mean, richer people, get better health coverage, I, I guess, so to say, or, you know, are taken care of more than someone who may not afford it. So like, for instance, I know this isn't one of the questions you asked, but when Juliana was first born, she had, um, 
it's called Larango Malaysia, which is one of the windpipes. It's they're very soft when they're first born, you know, and they get stronger in time. But like it literally sounded like she was gasping for air. And I mean, we're talking the first two weeks <laughs> we had to take her into the hospital. Now imagine you don't have two people with structured jobs and are getting paid. Like, how do you go to the hospital? And for us, like to walk into the ER is like what, $200? Like, dude, that's chump change for what some people pay. I know people that are paying like 40 some thousand dollars for a visit to the hospital. Like explain that. So, mm -hmm. so what do you do? Like, you just don't, you don't take your child. Mm. That's a sad, yeah, alternative. Yeah, that uh, I guess a, a lot of people have to take. Or like, like, like your child doesn't get as good as healthcare as mine does because I'm a state employee or because I have a stable job. It's, 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 it's a topic for another day. But I mean, it, it puts it into perspective. I feel bad for a lot of people. You know what I mean? That that burden gets placed on. Like, it's it's not right. So, so do you think uh, having your kid has made you more aware of some of the kind of shortcomings that parents face in America? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I literally, when she was first born, like the first one, I was like, I don't know how single parents could do it. It doesn't like that. I couldn't get that thought throughout my mind. Like if I had twins, I would have had to run away. <laughs> Another like, another shout out to single parents. We've had a couple people. Yeah, I uh, definitely like. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Like it's it's impossible to to say the least. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough with two parents. A single parent, mm, I uh, I don't even want to fathom that thought. That's yeah, and and that is something that we keep hearing, right? And so one of these days we're gonna have a single parent on here and just be like, everyone wants to know. As a single dad, how the fuck are you doing it? <laughs> so, shout out, shout out to them. Uh, yeah. it's, it's literally impossible. Absolutely. We might have to take the snippets from each of these episodes and be like, give a shout out, like to all the single dads and single moms out there. This yeah. is from dad's night. <laughs> like Lily, you know, mother's day is next weekend. And I mean, you talk about single mothers, they deserve all the credit because mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I mean, I see why you have to pay child support because yeah. it's literally, it's, it's near impossible. Yeah. And I think another thing that we consistently hear here, here on dad's night is um, how, like, even though it's the dad's point of view, a lot of it revolves around the mom, which is expected. Uh, we don't ever want to think like, oh, dads are, it's dad's night, so screw everything else. It's very interesting that Omar and I continue to hear, like, we'll say, you know, how's the kid? And the first thing that really comes out of most dads' mouths are like, well, my wife is helping me or my wife is doing this and that. So it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, cool. So uh, before we move into the next segment, I did want to ask one quick question because uh, we did touch on the school that you're at and being in the inner city. So you being a dad now, um, you know, have you felt like you've taken on, taken on a more uh, fatherly role for some of your students at school? Um, just trying to make sure you're mentoring them the right way or giving them advice that they may be, you know, not um, exposed to, or has it kind of been just same old, this is kind of how I've always been to children. 
I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, uh, I mean, my like teaching style hasn't really changed too much because being a parent and being a teacher is two different things. But I will say a couple years ago when I first got to Warner, I'm going to shout out her name here if anybody wants to look her up. Monique Taylor Gibbs, she she gave a speech, you know, to the whole school. She was a fifth grade teacher at the time. And she said, teach these kids as if they were your own. And literally from the day she said that, I, I put that right into to perspective to say, you know what, if this were my child, how would I want this kid to be treated? Mm-hmm. You know, whether the kid is really acting out or, you know, cursing you out or flipping a desk, like, would you want a teacher, you know, going crazy on your kid? You know what I mean? Like, like, would you want a teacher freaking out on your kid because of, because of a mishap? And like, from that day forward, I mean, I, I tried to live by that code to say, wow, I mean, if you were my son, like, I need to treat you like that as it, mm. other than you just, oh, you're just another student mm. kind of thing. But like, yes, obviously this year, like having the kid is going to make you more sentimental and more understanding or a little bit more patient, you know, just saying like, when my actual daughter does start getting to school, you know, if she's not doing something right, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would hope the teacher doesn't try to embarrass her or, you know, just goes about the right way. Just say, you know, just do something, get back on track, do the right thing, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? And again, that's the approach I try to take. Damn. That's a great answer. That's, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool to hear. And, and um, you know, you, you mentioned that your coworker or your former coworker Monique said, teach your kids as if they're your own. Do you have any tips for parents at home right now? Everyone's at home with their kids. Uh, do you have any like advice on, uh, you know, how to keep these kids motivated, how to, how to maybe even keep the, you know, just stimulate their minds in certain ways or certain tools, homeschooling tools that you think would be useful, not even stuff that you use in the classroom or for your, you know, for virtual learning, just, kind of ways to keep kids sort of, uh, you know, engaged at home. You know what I would tell those parents right now? <laughs> What's that? I would say, I would say, teach those kids as if you were their teacher. Mm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're going to be like, um, yeah, nah, I mean, dude, it's I don't, just, I don't read so good. <laughs> It's just this this whole situation is it's just crazy. It's absurd. It's something we've never seen. I mean, trace back our history. When have we ever shut down school ever? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I, dude, World War Two, we were still having school like mm-hmm. like because nobody was coming across the pond to America at the time. It's 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 tough. But I mean, I, when when the outbreak happened myself and another co-teacher, we went in, we got a bunch of uh, student activity books, math student activity books for them to do, and, you know, another little workbook for them to do as well, to keep them busy at home, you know, handed them out, they gave them out the next day, next week. So whoever went out and picked it up, you know, their kids had the book. Also, I'm doing Zoom meetings every day. I set up a Zoom meeting every day, you know what I mean? And I sent out the code to the parents saying, hey, want your child on if you want your child to get taught if you want your child to you know review something i'm on at this time get on you can get on zoom through anything <laughs> mm. i mean 
Um, so like I said, I, I mean, I'll get on, I'll do that. I mean, that'll keep you busy. And like I said, I always tell them like, I wouldn't do more math than we would do in a regular day. I wouldn't go past an hour and a half, two hours. Of you know what I mean? Or else your kid's going to hate school. Like I did. <laughs> like, like literally, I mean, you don't want to lose their motivation, but you still want to stay fresh going into the next year. And we just found out today, today, Friday, April 24th, that we will not be going back to school for the rest of the year. So, Damn. yeah. So like I said, I mean, I still have those Zoom meetings set up. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of research. You know, the best resource you can go to It's called google.com. <laughs> shout, shout out Google. Shout yeah. out to Google. I literally go in there and type anything and you will find <laughs> millions of results. Um, you know, for whatever, for whatever I mean, you could, I, one of you got your phones on you? Hey, listen, Andrew, you don't want to see my Google search history, all right? Yeah, let's, you're, let's you're stay right. away. I didn't say put it up to the screen. <laughs> let's stay away from that. But, uh, I mean, literally, you could type in fifth grade math, and yeah. everything you would need is right there. Videos, well, worksheets. That, that's, that's cool. That's cool to hear. It's like, I think, you know, it sounds like uh, such an intimidating thing having to teach your own kid, uh, especially if, you know, you're like – uh, you know, you're, you're not necessarily very adept at certain subjects. Um, and I think that's cool. It's like, sometimes I think people forget that it's, it can be simple. You can make it easy. You can just go and Google something and find something that can help you get through these next few months and make sure that your kid doesn't, you know, turn into some little dummy sitting at home yeah. with you all day. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, we, and there's other resources we have, like through, through the school system, you know what I mean, that you would typically have to pay for if you were just a regular civilian, but I mean, you know, something called Dreambox or IXL, there's a whole bunch of websites, you know, for, for math that they can go on and, and stay busy, you know what I mean? Of course, they're, they're technology, so they're a lot more entertaining than a workbook or a worksheet kind of thing, so... Yeah. There's, yeah, a, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there. Yeah, make sure you send some of those to uh, Omar so he can brush up on his math skills. This guy I got you. asking me what two times two is the other day. So I got you. Um, it's understandable. No, this is, and, he, this, and, and he works in finance, right? Yeah, I don't know if he actually works. So <laughs> <laughs> moving, on to, uh, moving on to the next segment here. Andrew, those are great. I, I love this conversation. Um, and, again, it's great to see – you know, you evolving into the dad um, that you are evolving into. It's, it's awesome, especially from your degenerate days being last cup Corrigan. But um, <laughs> I know. who would have guessed? <laughs> moving on to the next segment here. All right. It's called the Dad's Night Gun Show, and we aren't talking about those water pistols you call arms. <laughs> so <laughs> what we're going to do here is it's a rapid fire question and answer so andrew you gotta answer with the first thing that comes to your mind i'll pass it over to omar all right andrew i'm i'm not repeating these questions andrew it's one understood each one right? how many seconds do i have to answer each one uh it's rap i mean you got to go as quickly as possible first thing all right, that- i got you i'm tuned in yeah they're, they're easy questions don't, mm-hmm. don't get- um i'm sure <laughs> all right you ready yeah all right, who wakes up first, you, the wife, or the kid? Kid. How many kids would you like to have? Four. How do you spell camouflage? 
two, I'm better at writing it down than I can, but I'm, let's just go camo, C-A-M-O. Okay. Good, good answer. Have you ever beaten Samra at basketball? Yes. What age will you let your, will you let your daughter start dating? Never. Nah. 21. That sounds about right. Do you get more looks from other men since you had a kid? Both sides. Wu-Tang or Bone Thugs? Say that again. Wu-Tang or Bone Thugs? Ooh, sang. Ooh, sang. <laughs> Indica or Sativa? Uh, the head one, Sativa. Natty Light or Miller Light? <laughs> <laughs> what age? Natty Light or Miller Light? Uh... Gotta go, gotta go, Miller. We were never natty. We were Keystone kind of guys. Can we, can we have $69? <laughs> if I had it, I would give it. Gay or straight? Gay all the way. Chocolate milk or breast milk? Breast milk, dude. Ask for forgiveness or beg for permission? Ask for forgiveness. That's been my motto. Favorite Lil Wayne album? <laughs> Carter too. Come on, man. What kind of question is that? Tiger Woods or Happy Gilmore? That's tough. That's real tough. <laughs> I can't answer that both. Cutting the grass or cutting the cheese? Oh, cutting the cheese. Who assembles the IKEA furniture at the house? You, your daughter, or your wife? We don't use IKEA furniture, dude. I build everything. Have you ooh, flex. Have you ever been pissed on and you don't have to tell us by who? I want to pee on you. Yes, I do. Um, maybe on a jump shot, but never, like, literally pissed on. <laughs> what, what is 2,345 divided by 27.3? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me get my phone. Anything I'm solving that in my head, dude? I said I was elementary. <laughs> do, you want, do you want your next kid to be a boy or a girl? It doesn't matter. I, lo I love them both. Ooh, great last answer. Nice. And that's the gun show, man. Whew, that was good. That was good. Shoom, shoom, shoom. Oh, man. Those are, <laughs> I look forward to that every time. Every time. It's so funny. Oh, my God. I just wish as I go through these that people could see Samer's face because he's literally just crying the entire time. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you know, I, I will say something. You did add a, a couple more questions than the one I heard earlier. Oh, I, was, yeah. I, I was expecting I was expecting a whole different set of questions. Listen, I, I, I did I did gear my mind for the gay or straight one because I heard that one earlier. I said I'm going <laughs> gay. I'm going gay. Just see what these guys say. Yeah, listen, we know dads are gonna go back and do some research for these episodes. So we're gonna switch it up, man. Yeah. You can't plan for everything. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Keep switching <laughs> them up. Google. Go to Google. <laughs> Uh, all right all right andrew we're gonna we're gonna jump back into some questions so uh you know even your rapid fire response to that ikea furniture question you said you're gonna build it yourself uh i know you're a bit of a handyman i heard you just redid your entire basement you you refinished your entire basement by yourself um so did you were you taught that growing up like did your dad teach you kind of how to be handy or um, you know, did you learn that uh, on your own? And also, do you think that, you know, using your hands and kind of like relying on yourself, is that something that you're going to pass on uh, to your daughter as well? Because I always, I, I admire people who are able to do, um, you know, things like this, especially when it comes to home renovations and building things. Uh, I, I heard there's this funny 
saying where it's like i'm the kind of man who needs a man around the house you know and i feel like that <laughs> i want to get and i want to get better about it and learn how to uh, and learn these seemingly simple things and you know how to build like i'm trying to build my own table or you know things that kind of when i see diy videos it looks easy but uh talk a little bit about you know now how look now look omar one thing i tell my kids all the time is i hate repeating myself and I've already told you on two occasions, go to Google. <laughs> Everything you need to know is on Google. And it'll, it'll even take you to other websites like YouTube. I mean, it's, 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 it's an amazing tool. Um, now, nah, I mean, it's, it's a mixture of both. I mean, like growing up, my dad was a logistics manager for DuPont. So did he technically work with his hands to create a living for us? No, but his dad, who was who was a hard ass he was a mason his whole life so he literally knew nothing but hard work seven days a week one day every day kind of thing and when my dad was of age like he literally forced my dad to go work with him whether he liked it or not all summer long so i mean so i mean of course my dad learned a couple things here you know little basic things how to build you know how to how to work with concrete um and growing up i mean we would do a couple projects here and there that i would see and help out with not like he was really opposite of his father. I mean, he did not force me to do a single thing I didn't want to do, um, which I, I really appreciate. He let me become my own man. Um, but like I said, I mean, we would do projects here and there, maybe put a room up, put a couple two by fours together, you know, replace deck boards, little thing here and there. But like, I mean, putting a nail gun to a board and shooting it or a screw gun to a board. I mean, once you do it a couple of times, you get the hang of it, you know what I mean? And you can go on Google and look up how to do it. Uh, but, I mean, when we when we had first moved in, um, obviously one of the first things we said was, we kind of want to fix her up. We want to buy something cheap, and we want to fix it up. And I'm a type of person who I'm going head first every time. You know, just like I said, I'll ask for forgiveness later. I'm going to do it, and I don't care if I fuck it up. <laughs> if I fuck it up, I'll then call for help. But I'm going to try it myself first. And I'm going to learn that way. And that's the best way to learn is to try things yourself. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, we, what, March, this past March was our fourth year in the house. When we first moved in, we, we redid a lot. I mean, new floors, painted all the walls, replaced trim. Um, I mean, things here and there. You know, and then we moved on to renovating the kitchen a little bit, you know, knocking walls down. Um, and again, you literally learn as you go. And I mean, I, I know contractors, so if I ever need a question, I just call them. You know what I mean? I know electricians. If I had an electric question, literally he lives three doors up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll just call him if if, if I need that help. Um, anything I get too stuck on, I'll just ask for help. But like I said, I, I want to try things on my own. That's that's the best way to learn. Get your hands dirty. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, you know. Growing up, I was never forced to, to go build rooms or do contracting or, you know, fix up work. But there's been occasions where, yeah, we have done something like that. And I would always watch my dad and grandfather do projects. Like, they were always doing a project. I literally, like, every year, every other year, they were replacing a floor, you know, doing something to the deck or putting addition on. I literally something every single year. So I would always see that growing up. So I kind of just feel like it's in my Irish blood to do labor. Is that something you look forward to sharing with, with your daughter since you saw like that relationship between your grandfather and your dad? Uh, are you excited to like share that experience with her as well? 
Oh, 110%. I mean, I don't want my daughter to be a grease monkey, so to say. Like, I don't really want her working like auto body shop or anything. But let's say, you know, she's old enough, she starts driving and she's a couple states over and she gets a flat tire. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not driving a couple states over. I love you, baby, but I ain't driving a couple states over to to change a tire. Like, no, you better get the jack out, crank it up, and, you know, take the five lug nuts off and put the spare on. You know, depending on your age, baby, I'll pay for a new tire at the tire shop, but I don't know if I'm driving a couple couple hours over, you know, just just to do that. Um, no, I'm joking. I mean, I probably would because I'm a softie when it comes to her. But Yeah, you're you're 100% driving. That, yeah, that 110%. But, but I want her to be prepared. It, it, it was really more or less – the analogy I was trying to trying to get. <laughs> thank you Samer but no I mean like I want her to be prepared again I don't want her I'm not saying I want her to be a tomboy or anything but like I want her to know how to do things on, on her own so like if she ever gets stuck in a situation I mean it like even if I'm doing like a side project for somebody and I'm building a room like you can come along you know when you're old enough you can come along you can learn how to put a couple two by fours together stand a stand a wall up and put drywall on like that's not that tough hmm. Old enough, uh, isn't she almost one? You better put a hammer in her hand and start getting some nails uh, knocked in. Well, as long as she's not in the room that took me a couple months to do myself, yeah, I, I'll put a hammer in her hand. <laughs> now that that's that's cool, Andrew. And I actually remember some of the uh, things that we had to help you and your dad with growing up. And I actually got um, you remember that when Josh Aguilar hits you. <laughs> Yeah, Josh Aguilar hit me in the face with a fucking uh, hammer on accident. He was, like, pulling a nail out and just, like, pulled it out fast and just drilled me. <laughs> Chuck, um, was like, Chuck was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was that, – I mean, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, to be honest. We were just out there pulling nails out of a deck. <laughs> like, uh, like, imagine being a dad, and I know this is taking it way left. Imagine being a dad that's your house, like your son and his friends are there. Let's say he hit you in the head hard, your head busted open, you had to go to the hospital. Like, like, who the hell's in pay? Who's paying that? Like, damn, you better have good home insurance now to like. So, as a dad, like, he's like, shit. You know, his perspectives change. He's probably he, he's these fucking assholes these idiots <laughs> oh man that's that's actually hilarious because um you know growing up as like guys right you know my dad he was he was very very hands-on and so he's like get your ass in the ba- basement and help me and i'm like i don't want to do this and so you know like but my dad he's like you better sit your ass in this basement and help me give me the nails while i'm like nailing them in and so um but Drew, you talked about like fixing up your home and stuff, and uh, you've done a really, really good job of fixing it up. So, are you guys still planning on doing like more renovations to the house, or has having Jules kind of slowed down uh, kind of that expansion of your home? Uh, <laughs> not so much Jules as money. Hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, we're we're kind of at a standstill right now, where it's we're gonna have to make a decision. In, in the near future, it's, it's going to be our forever home. And if it's our forever home, how many kids do we plan on having? And based on how many kids we plan on having, how much space do we need? I mean, again, you know, we're at a point where it's like, we're either we need to go start looking for houses with more room or we need to start putting room on to this house. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To, 
to allow for an expanding family. So, I mean, it's just, it's a tough decision. And I think it's just something that we'll play by here. I mean, again, we like, we like the area. Um, we love the mortgage payment. The mortgage payment's amazing. You know, and we don't want to get too far from that. Uh, and like I said, I mean, it's ev- everything we need. And we can live life in this house. Like, if we were to go to North Wilmington and, you know, get something bigger to accommodate a growing family, I mean, we would literally be eating hot dogs and mac and cheese every night. And that's – I'd starve myself before I did that. That's I mean, pretty much what Omar eats every night anyway. I was going to say, it's not so bad. <laughs> hot dogs and mac and cheese ain't too bad to, uh, according to omar <laughs> now that's and uh i again you, you're touching on a couple of good points there it's like uh, thinking about the future right so you only have one kid now it sounds like you want more kids you know is it too early to start planning for the future or are you guys trying to get to that one year mark with Jules to then figure out, all right, what are the next steps for us? Is this one and done? Or are we gonna continue expanding our family to four or five kids, potentially? I don't know, what are you guys thinking? Now, if, if you know me that well, you know my worst thing is planning ahead. <laughs> Literally, I'm gonna quote, a very famous guy over here. And I'm going to say, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> well, uh, Dom Toretto action there, right? Yeah, little Dom. <laughs> I, I'm just not a person who, who plans ahead. I don't live my life in the future. Mm. Not to be sentimental, but you don't know what tomorrow holds. It's true. I, you have no clue. I could wake up and croak. I, you know what I mean? So, again, I live my life quarter mile at a time you know I don't want to I don't want to go on a five-year savings plan just to put a down payment on a house that's mm-hmm. not my life that's not how I live it I'd rather mm-hmm. live in a shack and live comfortably than to you know live like with strict rules that's just that's not fun you know and what that, I mean so and that perspective so, hasn't changed since Jules uh, was born huh no <laughs> no I probably think about more ahead of her life than my own mm. but no nah, awesome. I mean it's it like I said, it's just, it's, it's, it's tough to plan ahead. Just all the cards have to fall in place at the right time. Awesome, man. Um, so moving on to the next question, we wanted to kind of uh, shift gears a little bit and actually ask you about the first day your daughter was born. Um, so kind of leading into it when Brittany was going into labor, uh, we kind of wanted to see like, you know, how it kind of went down? What were you feeling? I mean, do you remember it? Or were you just blacked out like the 18-year-old Drew that I know? Or was it <laughs> you know, the happiest day of your life and you remember every detail? Uh, again, maybe kind of like the first time you met me, the happiest day. No, I'm just kidding. But kind of tell us about that first day. No, about- the day I met you was not happy. I was <laughs> not happy. 40, that's why. Yeah. I liked you when you joined our team. I was happy then, not when I played <laughs> yeah. you, though. But, uh, yeah, tell us about that day. All right. I mean, let me start with the with the day before, uh, Thursday, June 13th. Um, we had an OBGYN. And, again, she's she was full term at this time. And it was, like, for I've literally, like, a month or two, like, he was saying, oh, that baby's low, that baby's low. And we're thinking, like, shit, she's about to come. 
she's about to come in April, mm. you know, April or May. But literally, like, as literally the weeks went on, weeks went on, you know, and by, like, in your last month or so, you're going to the OBGYN every week or two at that point. And so we had went the previous week, and he just said, like, same stuff, you know, not dilated, nothing. Um, and then we went, like I said, Thursday, June 13th, and we go in, and I said, the baby's low. He's like, you're only dilated, like, half a centimeter, <laughs> like, something crazy, like, like, is this baby just not coming? Like, mm-hmm. what what the hell? Like, get on out of there. Um, and then, so, what? I mean, we were kind of disappointed, to tell you the truth. We, we thought we were going to be induced that day. Like, I mean, we're anxious. Mm-hmm. I want the baby out because I don't know what's going on on the inside. Like, you never know. I mean, it, not to be negative or, or sound negative, but people do have miscarriages or still births. You know what I mean? And so the sooner you can get that child out, I mean, the sooner you can have your eye on it and, you know, how the child's doing. Um, so, again, that, that was my thing. Like, I just – I wanted her out. You know, I wanted to see her. I wanted to meet her. I wanted to hold her. Um, you know, and talking to a stomach every day is kind of weird. So, to actually talk to a real human is weird too. Uh, so, like I said, we were just kind of disappointed that night. <laughs> uh, so, so, the next morning, whatever, wake up, and our students had already let out. Where I was working. This is Friday, June 14th. Um, so, I mean, I was taking my time. I could wake up a little later. I didn't have to be at school like I typically do. Uh, and literally, like five minutes before I'm getting ready to get in my car and go to school, I get a call from one of her friends at work. She was like, We're bringing Brittany home. You guys need to go to the hospital. I was like, What the hell? <laughs> I was like, Don't get, don't don't do that to me. Don't, don't get me all excited. Um, so literally, I mean, her and like five or six of her work friends, like they pulled up, her mom pulls up. Um, I was like, Oh shit, we're about to have a kid. <laughs> I was like, Shit's about to get real. So, so whatever we, we load up the car, you know, go down to the hospital, you know, we get to the hospital, get in the admittance and all that. It's time. Um, so we get back to the exam room and like, get to the exam room and like she's talking about you know she's, she's feeling these pains probably more like a braxton hicks like the water the water didn't break mm-hmm. um maybe she lost her mucus plug but like she said she would feel like sharp pains here and there like nothing crazy like you see on a movie oh shit kids coming ah you know what i mean like, nothing <laughs> like that but, like she would say every so often you know she, she would start feeling something also she was spotting so obviously she was bleeding and you don't know what that's from Mm-hmm. So we get to the exam room and yeah, they they check her out and they say yeah, spotting, but like literally she was still half a centimeter dilated. It's like mm. it's like all right, so hold on, something's going on, like something is going on here because mm-hmm. shouldn't be bleeding and then only be half a centimeter dilated. So like we're gonna we're gonna induce you. All right, I mean they. They induced, they induced us. Uh, we got up to the room around like 11 or 12 o'clock. And then Juliana wasn't born until 11.26 that night. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, that was a long day. And again, it makes it even longer when you're not dilated. So I don't know if, if, if you boys know, you know, when a woman goes to have a baby, you know, the birth canal opens up as the baby gets lower. So, I mean, half a centimeter is nothing. Like, the baby's not even ready. So, they had to medically induce us. Um, 
and you know then then the contractions happen all that uh I'll give you the funny, I'll give you the funny stories after I get through the sentimental stuff. Um, and again, like, like the nurse came in, she said, do not say contractions coming. Cause you can see on the little, on the screen when one is starting to amp up, they were like, do not say one is coming. I literally like one came and I think my dad heard that. I was like, Oh, here, here comes one. <laughs> Everybody's like, shut up. <laughs> I, I can't imagine what that feels like, but I've, imagine it's pretty painful going through you know seeing what was happening um so i mean literally we were there for a good 10 11 12 hours before or like 10 hours i would say before we even like started pushing um and so so when like it got time um I can't even think of whatever whatever injection they give you in your back to like numb it up epidural. a little bit. Epidural. Um, it only took in in, in one Look of her that. legs. CTE, dog. CTE, SCTE dog. Yeah. <laughs> so so it only it only took in one of her legs, and like that's ha- that happens like very often as you talk to, to people who have given birth. So, <laughs> I, I again I don't know how that felt on the one side. Um, so, again I mean. She started pushing. It was nine o'clock. She pushed for two and a half hours, mm. and I, I was getting ready to tell the doctor. I was like, like I mean, we got to like two hour mark. I was getting ready to be like, yo, you guys gotta like, cut this baby out. Like she's gonna die. I was, mm. That's literally what I was thinking. I was like, she's gonna die. Like she has not eaten shit all day. She has literally gotten all these medications and all this shit injected into her. And now you're asking her to push a child out with having no fuel <laughs> for your body. Mm. I was like, yeah, we've been pushing for two hours. Like that baby's not coming out. Like you need to assist that baby out, whether you need to cut it out or vacuum out. Like I, I was getting very antsy. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like each, like when it starts to get time, like each push, you see more and more. And like, <laughs> I'm telling you, boys, I told myself, I was like, I'm not going to look because I'll never be the same. Not going to look. And then, like, they were like, they were like, oh, there's the baby's head. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And then, so, like, the next push, I was like, (laughs) oh, shit. I was like, damn, that's, that's my daughter. And like at that point, I was, I I don't even know what I was saying, but I was, I was in my feelings. I was like, push this fucking thing out, please. <laughs> like all I want is for us to hold this baby and for you to stop being in pain. Um, mm. <laughs> and then literally, like I said, at eleven twenty six at night, she. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, man. Hey, that's awesome, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Um she uh she came out. Yeah. <laughs> to to say the least. Um but the 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 craziness didn't stop there though. I mean so what had happened, the spotting that was going on was actually the uh the placenta burst. So literally, Juliana was born in shit. In shit. 
she was born in shit. They call it, they call it like Marconium or something, but like, it's the, like the placenta is the waste from the baby. Mm. You know what I mean? And it ruptured and came back into the, um, you know, came back to where the baby is. So again, that was the spotting Mm. that was going on. And like, and like, as, as she's like getting ready to push her out, they, they tell us, they're like, look, if they were like, if she comes out and she's crying, she's fine. They were like, if she comes out and she's not making a sound, we're going to have to take her to the, uh, to the NICU. And I was like, I was, that's, that's great fucking news. <laughs> that's exactly, exactly what I want to hear right now after we've been here all day and mm-hmm. had everything, you know, going, that was going on. Um, but the reason that is, is because if the, if the shit gets into the baby's lungs, it needs to be sucked out. Mm. but luckily we got her out in time to where it didn't get down into her lungs. So again, she could cry and, you know, make noise, whatever. Um, so when she came out, she was crying her ass off and I was like, let it out. <laughs> let, fucking let this whole hospital hear you. Like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's make sure none of that shit got in you. Um, but so like, so she came out and, you know, you do skin to skin with your mom. So literally as soon as she gets, <laughs> Brittany Brittany's holding her for like a minute, she literally shit on her mom's chest. <laughs> literally. Hey, mom. Hey. Literally, sh- literally shit on her chest. Here's hey, some hey, shit what for I you. Say, yeah, better her chest than mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, I mean, literally after like a couple minutes of that, like, <laughs> I'm not even paying attention to to the doctor that delivered. And the doctor that delivered, he was the same OBGYN. So he's just down there. And this dude is just cool, cool as day. He, he looks like Richard Simmons. Just imagine Richard Simmons rather than a child. Um, and he's just down there just doing his thing. And he goes, somebody needs to take that baby now. And I was like, I was like, damn, dude, like the trauma hasn't stopped. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And it's like, as soon as somebody took the baby, like her, both her parents and my parents were there. And I think her brother was also there at the time. So like, I know it sounds weird, but I wasn't even thinking about the baby because I knew the baby was in good hands. Like mm. at this point in time, I was, I was worried about my wife. Mm. It's like, this dude's down there and he's got like chainsaws and drills and shit. And I don't know what the hell he's doing down there. Um, but I mean, when a woman gives birth, she also has to birth the placenta. And being that it burst, part of the placenta was hanging on to, I believe, the uterus or whatever. Um, so he had to cut that out. And when he cut that out, I mean, literally, it looked like, looked like a murder scene. It looked mm. like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre went off. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, literally, he's like, one sponge, two sponge, three sponge, four sponge, five sponge. I was like, they got to count as many going in as many come out. So that, yeah. that way, they don't leave anything in there. And, like, I, I was starting to lose my patience. So I was like, oh my God, like what the hell is going on right now? Yeah. Like, we don't live in the 1700s anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, wives, wives don't die when they give birth. <laughs> kind of thing. But um, I, I'm sorry, Andrew. I've, I'm like, I know I'm cracking up over here, but you just, you went from like, I'm not going to look to like how many sponges have gone in there so far. I went I went from I'm not gonna look to like yo, I'm about to do the procedure myself. Like, dude, give me the needle. I'm gonna stitch that thing up. Let's get her to stop bleeding at this point. Um 
Yeah, but I mean, that, that, that dude, that dude was just—he was cooler than Mike Jordan in the fourth. <laughs> this guy didn't even crack a, a sweat. And like, this is a pretty traumatic thing to do. Like, it's—it's it's not every time you have to, you know, cut out the placenta like that and then sew it back up. Um, but like, once once she was fine, you know, then I was able to turn my attention to the baby, and it's—it's it's a miracle, man. Like, to like to watch that thing come out. It's like, I literally, like, I had an outer body experience. It's like, um, like, almost in, like, Mortal Kombat. Like, like when their soul comes out of them. Like, when they lose. You, you, like, literally, that's how I felt. Like, as soon as that baby, and she had to be vacuumed out because she, she wasn't going to push her. She didn't have enough strength to push her. So, they just got a little vacuum, a little suction, and, like, he just pulled her out. And as soon as he pulled her out, like, like I said, it was, like, literally my soul came out of me kind of thing and I I lost it dude I was crying a river like Timberlake would say <laughs> you know and then and then to make matters worse she's wrapped her in her umbilical cord like literally looked like she was swinging through the jungle on a bunch of lines and like dude they were just everywhere wrapped around the head neck arm dude that that, that doctor was amazing he put her out like and I was like oh shit <laughs> oh shit like it was it, it was crazy i was like i was like is she fucking alive like literally the umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck a couple times i was like is she alive holy shit is she alive yeah I, I was freaking out like i said man once once i knew everything was good i just i lost it i couldn't hold it in anymore <laughs> dude that's that's awesome i actually never even heard that story uh, yeah, so. I mean, you know me, I'm not very sentimental and I'm not going to say that too often. Yeah. Um, next next time you tell me that story, I'll make sure I bring a box of tissues with me. So Yeah, it's all right. I already got a pack, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, he came prepared for dad's night. He knows it gets deep sometimes, man. You, you know what a great man once told me? If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Hmm. What'd you, did you, did you Google that too? <laughs> nah, I, I saw it on, on the UD basketball whiteboard from Bonnie Ross. <laughs> no, that was, Andrew, really though, that was, uh, that was an amazing story, man. That is, that's a very cool experience. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that with us, man. I know you got a little choked up there for a second. I kind of, I almost did too, man. Just <laughs> Just how like how like you were on it, but like that whole range of emotions, it's like almost like it was like uncomprehendable for you in that moment. It's like I mean, it just sounds fucking insane to be honest. Like it sounds like a crazy scene. It's nuts, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's nuts, but like I said, it's a miracle, man. It's it's a miracle. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's really cool. I really, I really, really appreciate you sharing that, Drew. That's funny. That funny in the sense of like some of the things that were happening, but really just that. Do Do you want me to get to some of the funny things that I had to do to lighten the lighten the mood? Yeah, give it, give us a little something, something. Because of course you know me, like, dude, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit there, I'm not gonna sit there in a, in a in in a tense, awkward situation. Like anybody that knows me knows, I'm gonna lighten the mood at all costs. I mean. I, even if I was getting pounded from behind by Bubba in a jail. So like I would try to make the most out of it kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's just a positive outlook, I guess. Like that's just, that's how I am. I'm going to try and lighten the mood. So 
I mean, literally, she's having contractions, middle of contractions. And like I told you, this, <laughs> this doctor looked like Richard Simmons with a mix of, I don't know if you know Kenny G, you know, the jazz player, with like the little curly Q hair, short dude. And like, we were just joking, like, yeah, he kind of looks like him. So I was like, you know what? I got some Kenny G on my phone. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. So I put it on and I just started dancing around the room, <laughs> you know, in the middle of contractions, like she's dying. I'm in here dancing. I'm doing my Richard Simmons step up and one and two and three and four. And like, and we're, we're, we're rolling. And again, like this is during her having contractions. Like, so again, I tried to make the most out of it. I mean, I don't want to keep making it as miserable as it probably was for her at the time. Um, so, folks on the light up in there. I'm sure that was probably ten hilarious ideas. But there's there's a hilarious one. You will hear that story from my parents or parents if you ask. Dude, and I'm sure Brittany appreciated that too, right? Going through that with uh, yeah, she was with like, her partner. Yeah, she was like, I mean, you you doing that made the best out of the situation that it could have been. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just keep your singing voice away. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, we can tolerate your dance moves, just not your singing voice. Yeah, I let her do the singing. <laughs> um, all right, so we're almost an hour in, Drew. So what we're gonna do is transition into the last part of the Dad's Night Show, um, which is basically three questions that we ask every dad that we have on. Um, so we'll first start with. Um, what is the best thing about fatherhood? Uh, I mean, that, that living human is yours. That's uh, probably the best part. I mean, really, that is your offspring. And of course, I don't know if you've seen Juliana, but she literally is a spitting image of me. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, her initials really spell out JRC. So you call her Junior. Uh, you'll never hear a girl called Junior, but mm -hmm. you call her Junior because, I mean, literally, she's a spitting image. But I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing that came from, from you and your wife. You know what I mean? I, again, I mean, I'm a, yeah, I'm a believer in Jesus. I'm also a believer in evolution, but for the human body and God to, to create that is just, it's spectacular, man. It's something you can't explain. Yeah. Well, let's, let's just hope as uh, she gets older, she looks a little bit more like her mom. Huh? Let's, let's hope. <laughs> let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the next question should be uh, date another girl <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> it's fucking dad's night baby it's dad's uh, night dad's night out let's go <laughs> we might have to cut that audio out and use it it's dad's night out let's go <laughs> Yeah, the best part is I can just see Samer going into a bar, sloppy as hell like he usually is, being like, it's dance night. Yeah, I, dude, I it's dance night. I, I wish you were there. I know out of all people, you would have appreciated this so much. And it wasn't just in, you know, when we were walking up to a bar. It was anybody that was passing by on the street. Oh, uh, I know. I Believe me, I like – it's fucking dad's eye. And you know, and you know how my man does. He'll just be doing, he'll like be doing like air. <laughs> he's like, he's like trying to cross people over in this. <laughs> like, dude, you're not in sixth grade anymore at Six Flags. Like, when in a basketball with your AAU team, like, dude, grow up. Nah, I'm good. 
Um, <laughs> so moving on to the next question. Oh man, this is so fun. Um, all right, what is what is the hardest thing about fatherhood? Um, becoming unselfish, I guess so to say. I mean, anybody who knows me knows I'm a pretty, I don't want to say like self-centered, but I mean, if you don't take care of yourself first, it's hard to take care of anybody else. Um, but yeah, like giving up that responsibility that like, I can't just do whatever I want, you know, and being that we had the time off, like Britt has actually been great about kind of let me do whatever I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, like if I want to go out and do something, it's like, okay, yeah, go ahead. Or, you know, if I want to do this, that, and the third, it's like, yeah, go ahead. You know what I mean? And I try and make those same accommodations. Like if she wants to go out, you know, I, I even try and tell her, like, go out with your friends. Obviously, you can't. There's not much you can do in the situation that we're in right now. But again, like, I, I don't want it to become, a, like, a, a one-way street where she just always watches the baby. So, like I said, just just understanding that, like, your child comes first. You, you don't come first anymore. Your child comes first. That's That's one of the toughest things to get used to because again i mean your whole life you've only had to worry about yourself and you only had to take care of yourself now you literally have a human that needs you to take care of it and like sometimes you got to put what you want to do on, on the back burner good answer i know one of our other guests talked about that right loving someone else more than you love yourself yeah it's putting them first yeah it's possible i've never thought it could happen but it can Mm -hmm. Okay, nice, man. Um, and then the last question uh, to kind of wrap everything up is, what would be a piece of advice that you would give to other dads or soon-to-be dads or people that want to be dads in the future? Literally just love your kid. I mean, literally, it's one word, love. I, If you love your child, everything else falls in place. Like, yeah, shit does get stressful without a doubt. Um, shit gets annoying without a doubt. Uh, but like, if you love your kid, it, everything else takes care of itself. I, and I mean, you could, you could put that forth to anything, you know, whether that's taking care of the baby or, you know, doing anything that the baby needs to do. Like you literally put your own child's life before yours. I mean, literally love your kid. The rest will take care of itself. Mm. Damn, good answers, Drew. Yeah, I love, I love that answer, man. One word, love. That was good. Absolutely. Um, well, all right, man. This has been fucking awesome. I've had such <laughs> a great time doing this. I hope you had as much fun as we did. Yeah, can we um, do this every week? <laughs> hey, we we might have to, man. This has been. This <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we should record all of them, but yeah. Yeah, you're, now you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe we'll bring uh, Iron Lung out in one of them that we don't record. So, but they don't. We can't give that to the people yet. Yeah, Poseidon Medusa. They don't. They don't know that those, yeah. car those carcinogens we were taking in. <laughs> um, Omar, do you have anything else to say? Oh no, man. I Andrew, like I said, great to see you again. Hopefully, we'll get to hang out again soon. I would love to meet your daughter. Would love to meet your wife. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us, man. Yes, thank you guys for having me. It's honestly been a pleasure. I mean, when you become a dad, this becomes a fun Friday night thing, whether this is COVID, pandemic or not. Dude, that's that's actually awesome to hear, though. Like, that's 
that's what we have talked about in some of our other episodes too. It's like, we want to remind our dad friends, like we're, we're here. Like we're still homies. We're not, you know, nothing has changed when it comes to that. We're oh, still yeah. trying to sit down and chop it up. And it just so happens that now we are talking about different things, but that's good. You know, change, change is good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, to wrap it up, Andrew, you're officially out of timeout with Omar and Samer. And just always remember, it's not a guy's night, it's a dad's night. Dad's night. Thank you again for joining us on Dad's Night Presents Timeout with Omar and Samer. You can listen to our podcast on pretty much any streaming service. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Dad's Night. That's D-A-D-S-N-I-T-E. You can also check out more information at dadsnight.com. Please subscribe and rate us, and we look forward to bringing another episode soon.